Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you're facing, but in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, I have to tell you about this incredible subscription box that my friend Megan Watley makes for Christian Teen Girls. If you love getting gifts and growing closer to God, you are going to want to check out this box by The Beautiful Movement. These boxes ship out every other month with a different theme each month containing four to six different gifts. The gifts include something for your faith, for fun, for fashion, and even a gift you can share with friends or family members. And the best part is the November box is available for purchase right now. The theme is Fall in Love and is designed to help you fall in love with God and with His Word. To grab your box, head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com and enter the code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, to save 15% on your first box. All right, ladies. So over the next couple weeks, we are going to be answering questions from Uncommon Teen Live. And this week's question is, do you have any money tips for teens? And I figured in the United States, this is Thanksgiving week, Friday's Black Friday. This is a great time to talk about this question. I love this question because at the age of 15, I got my very first job and I thought I was on top of the world. The problem? I had no concept of money and the real world, and I ended up getting myself into a lot of trouble financially. So in this week's episode, you are going to learn from my mistakes. (laughs) On this week's episode, I'm going to give you five money tips that are specifically for you. So money tip number one is budgets are essential. When I got my first job at 15, like I said, I was so excited. I finally had money that I could do anything I wanted with. I could finally get those clothes that I wanted. I could finally buy those shoes that I've always wanted. I could finally go out to eat anytime I wanted. And nobody could tell me no because I had the money to do it. That summer, however, I spent every single penny that I made and had nothing to show for it. The excitement of spending all that money quickly wore off when I realized I had none left. If you get money from your parents, money for your birthday, money for Christmas, or you have a job that you get money from, even if it's just $5 a month, it's important to start budgeting now. Luke 16, 10 through 13 says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things or not responsible, like I was with my money, you won't be responsible with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven, which is people leading people to Jesus. And if you are not faithful with other people's things, Why should you even be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and be enslaved to money at the same time. There is so much wisdom in this passage that I just read. We need to be faithful right now in the little that we have, because when God goes to give us more, well, one, he wants to give us more so that we can use it to make a difference for him. But two, we're not just going to blow it all and spend it all. I have nothing to show for it. It's okay to spend money on yourself, but the ultimate purpose of money is to make a difference for God and his kingdom. One thing about money that I've learned, and I heard this quote from Dave Ramsey, but he said, when money is gone, it's gone. Once you spend it, you can't get it back. 
yeah, eye-opening, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. We all probably know this, but it's something that we don't tend to think about often. Budgeting just helps us to learn to spend our money wisely, not allowing us to spend based on our emotions or because other people are pressuring us to spend money, but we're being wise with our money so that it can go further and do things that God has called us to do. When we don't budget, we aren't truly knowing where our money is going or how much we have left. I remember using my debit card time and time again and finding out, oh, whoops, I don't have any money left in my account. Now, today, a lot of debit cards have restrictions where if you don't have the money in your account, it just declines it. But then (laughs) that wasn't the case. I would find out when I would go to check my account and I was negative money. And sometimes it was like $100, $200, $300. And let me tell you, my heart dropped every time. It was like I was always living in stress because I didn't know about budgeting. No one ever taught me these things. I mean, it's common sense. What you make has to be bigger than what you spend or you're setting yourself up for failure like I did every single time. Now, in just a minute, I'm gonna go over very quickly what a budget looks like, but in this Friday's email, I'm gonna be sending out a sample budget to help you to learn how to budget or to just give you a place to start. So if you are not yet on our email list, head on over to uncommonteen.com And scroll down to where it says, don't miss a thing. Put your email in there, your name in there, and be sure that you're not missing out on these weekly emails. So what does a budget look like? Grab a piece of paper, and at the very top, you're gonna write what month it is, and you're gonna write the income that you are going to receive for that month, whether it's from your parents or from gifts. I want you to write down the total amount that you are going to receive. All right, so now that you have written your income on the top of the paper, You're going to skip down a couple lines, and now you're going to write out your expenses. Your expenses have seven different categories. The first one is giving. This is your tithes and your offerings or anything else that you might be giving to. Write each one of those things down specifically, and next to them, write how much you are going to be giving. We're going to be talking about tithes in just a minute, so hang on tight, and then we'll get to that. So the next category is savings. If you're saving up for anything specific like a car or a computer or even your future, that's what goes here. And then I want you to write out how much you are saving for each of those things. A good rule of thumb is 10% in your tithes, 20% in your savings, and then live off of the rest. Next category is food. How much are you planning on spending at restaurants or going out to eat? The next category after food is clothes. How much are you going to spend this month on clothes? Did you know that food and clothes are the top two things that teens spend their money on? The average teen spends $1,400 per year on food and clothes alone. Pretty crazy. All right, so the next category is transportation. If you have a car, this is a must. How much are you going to be spending on gas? How much do you spend in car insurance? The next category after that is personal. This is your makeup, your haircuts, your music, your tech, your gifts, other things, your phone, things that are specific to you. That's what's going to go in this category. And then your last category is fun. How much are you going to spend going to the movies or going to concerts or on video games, or maybe you're going to the football game? How much are you going to spend in each of those categories? Then I want you to skip a couple more lines. And at the bottom of your sheet, I want you to write down any big expenses that you have coming up. This can be things like prom, or maybe you've got your parents' birthday coming up or Christmas. 
How much do you want to spend for those things? And then write that out next to it, divide it by how many months you have until that big thing. And then that tells you how much you need to save each month in order to get there by the time that expense happens. All right, money tip number two, money only satisfies temporarily. I cannot tell you how many ladies, teens included, that do what's called retail therapy. And I was so guilty of this in college and even as a teenager. When they're feeling down, they go shopping to help them feel better. But actually what really happens is they spend a whole bunch of money that they didn't budget out to spend, maybe even sometimes more than they were supposed to spend. And then they regret it later after they realize, hey, I have no money left to spend. I have all this stuff that I don't need. I don't even wear half of these clothes. And now they're feeling down again. And guess what they do? They turn around and go shopping again. Instead of solving the problem, instead of getting their satisfaction from God, because it's the only place their satisfaction can really come from, they're getting their satisfaction temporarily from things of this world And those things will never satisfy. Luke 12, 15 says, Then Jesus said, Beware. Guard against every kind of greed or excessive desire for anything. Guard against that. Life is not measured by how much stuff you own. Life isn't measured by how much you own, but how much you make a difference for the kingdom of God. Mark 4, 14 through 19 goes on and talks about the deceitfulness of riches. The thing that people are deceived about is that they truly believe that money can actually satisfy them, but money can't truly satisfy us. It does for a little bit, but in the end, we leave emptier than we began. The only one that can truly satisfy us is God. Money tip number three, debt is not worth it. Oh my goodness. I remember going to college and I'm just so excited. I was actually working three jobs so that I could pay for my college. I had scholarships. I had, like I said, I worked three jobs and I walked down the sidewalk and there are people all over the sidewalks talking to everybody about these things called credit cards. Well, you guys probably all know what credit cards are. I didn't really know what that was back then because we didn't have credit cards growing up. We were really poor. And so I was like, oh, this is really cool. I can buy the computer that I've always wanted to buy so that I can make it easier to do my schoolwork while I'm in college because I didn't have a computer back then. And I bought this beautiful new computer. The problem, I actually had to pay those bills so I could pay off my credit card. And the biggest problem came when I couldn't pay my monthly payments and now I'm in a whole lot of trouble. Ladies, one thing I learned that day and one thing I have learned ever since then is debt is not worth it. The average American has over $101,000 in debt. And American teens today have an average debt of $26,000. That's crazy. We are led to believe, and this culture is teaching us that debt is the way of life. It's normal. But did you know that God is actually against debt? He tells us in Deuteronomy 28, 12, that we should lend to many nations, but we shall not borrow. Proverbs 22, 7 says, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. When you borrow money from somebody, when you go into debt, they now control you. And believe me, when I've missed that first payment on my credit card, 
oh, they controlled me all right. They controlled everything about me. And it scared me. Romans 8.13 tells us not to owe anybody anything except to love them. Some of the lies this culture tells us is that, one, we can't live without credit cards. Well, let me tell you, that one credit card was the last credit card I had. (laughs) My husband and I, we don't have credit cards, and we have not for decades. I honestly don't understand the math of credit cards anyway. It does not make sense to me. You borrow $5, and then you have to pay back $10. I just, I don't get it. (laughs) The way I see it is if I don't have money for something, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to save up for it and then eventually buy it. Another lie that this culture is telling us is that we have to have a car loan. Like there is no way around a car loan. My husband and I, right now we own three vehicles and not one of them has a loan on it, nor has any one of these three ever had loans on them by us. The key to buying a car with cash is, first of all, buy cheap and reliable. You want to start with cheap and reliable. You want it to be reliable. Yes, that's important, but cheap. Save up your money in about six months. Sell that car that you bought. You should be able to sell it for the same price you bought it for since it's just been six months and car's value doesn't go down that fast. But save up as much as you can over those six months. Sell that car. Take what you saved. Take what you sold that car for and now buy your next car. You're going up in car. Do the same thing for the next six months. And continue to do that every six months until you have a nice car that's paid for in cash. You don't ever have to have a car loan. Ladies, I remember being in so much debt when I got married. I could not breathe. Like, it was just so much stress. It was like something was just wrapping my lungs and I just could not breathe. And then I remember the moment when we paid off every single bit of our debt. And I could breathe for the first time in years. It's not worth it, ladies. It's so not worth it. Another lie is that you have to have student loans. I kind of already talked about this a little bit, but you don't have to have student loans. I worked three part-time jobs when I was in college and I got scholarships for the rest. I also went to a state school because they're a lot cheaper than a private school. But I'll tell you what, it was way better than having student loans for the rest of my life. Money tip number four is give to God first. When we walked through the budget, the first item on our expenses was giving. When it comes to giving, the very first thing that I spend or give above everything else is my tithes to God. That word tithe means 10%. So 10% of my income, no matter what it is that I make, is going to God before I do anything else with my money. Listen to this promise in Malachi 3, 10 through 11, when we honor God in our tithes. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse or your local church where it is that you go to church every week, that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that's so big that there's not enough room to receive it all. And I will rebuke the seed devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. When you honor God in your tithe, God says, I'm going to pour out so many blessings on you that you can't even receive them all. Like there's so many that you have to give them away to others because you just can't take it in. There's so much. And then he says that he is going to rebuke the devil so he cannot touch your finances. And not only that, but when you give God 10% of your income, he takes the other 90% that was left and helps you take that further than you could have ever taken it on your own. How cool is that? Our God is amazing. And then money tip number five is save now. It will change your life. 83% of Americans who budget their money 
overspend and use credit cards to do so. Save now. Saving helps so much because if something comes up, maybe your car gets a flat tire and now you need to buy a new tire. You have that money set aside in your savings and you're not freaking out and grabbing a credit card to pay it. It is so worth it. So let's go through those money tips one more time. Number one, budgeting is essential. Number two, money satisfies only temporary. God is the one who satisfies long-term. Number three, debt is not worth it. Number four, give first to God. And number five, save now. It will change your life. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you. Now I want you to repeat after me and really mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see. How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, just a couple of quick announcements real quick before we go. We have one last date for our SOAR Friday night informational calls this Friday. Yes, I know in the United States, it is Black Friday, but sign up and be a part of this call. I'm telling you, the SOAR coaching community is changing lives of teen girls as they connect with other teen girls who love God and are walking this journey together. To learn more about SOAR and get signed up for that informational call, head on over to UncommonDean.com and click on the tab that says join the community. The second announcement I want to share with you is tickets for Uncommon Teen Live go on sale December 1st. If you haven't marked it in your calendar, do so now because that is less than two weeks away. And this year, we have live stream tickets available too. So I'm so excited. And then one last announcement before we go on this Friday's email, you are going to see something extra special. We are taking pre-orders for our brand new line of t-shirts. If you are not on that email list, be sure to get on that email list. Again, go to uncommonteen.com, go to where it says, don't miss a thing, put your name and your email in there and get on that email list. And then come check out the new styles and order your Uncommon Teen shirt early so that you can get it in time for Christmas. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.